Welcome back this week to The Weekend Sober. This week, I had the pleasure of speaking with my husband, Ted, about my journey with alcohol, our journey with alcohol, and how it shaped our life and our early years together, and where we are now. We have been together for a very long time, since 2004, and dated a long time ago in high school and have known each other for a very long time. So we'll touch on that. And this is not something Teddy was very comfortable doing, and I'm grateful that he did, because it's always nice to hear how your partner feels about you, and especially on a journey like mine with sobriety. Stay tuned. And I am so happy that you're doing this with me. Because I know it's not your wheelhouse. You to... finally coerced me into doing this. I did. I finally, I finally won the battle. Lots of little wars, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'm just glad that you're here to um, just shed some light on what it was like before when I was drinking. Maybe you can share that and know how much it's changed. You can share how it's changed. Um, because when I was, it was really frustrating for you. Wouldn't you say? Very frustrating. Right. Like, Mm. what was the most frustrating part? And it's okay because it's in the past. It was like babysitting, to be honest with you. Worrying about, oh, what situation do I have to get you out of or make sure that there's no um, repercussions for behavior socially or or god forbid you got a dwi somewhere yeah and that uh, that used to bother me it was that's a lot the anxiousness of of being in a a social situation when there was no shutoff valve there was no shutoff valve that would drive me nuts yeah I can only imagine, like, thinking about it from this perspective of where I am now, I had zero regard for that, for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the source of a lot of angst between us. For sure it was. Yep. I feel like in the last year, I mean, it had to have been sort of also a trust issue for you, too, to really trust that at some point you were like, oh, this is for real. But at some point before that, it probably was like, is this for real or is she not really going to be the change? I never thought that. I just thought it would be because when you set your mind to doing something, you always see it through. If it's something you care about doing and want to do, and that's you do that in anything um, and in anything you decide to to go after and tackle. I've seen that from you since we were kids. Um, but in my mind, I said, if this is going to be what she decides to do, if it lasts two weeks, a month, two months, three months, it's better than 
no months yeah and just kind of ride it out and see what happens and boom all of a sudden it was six months and next thing you know it was a year which is pretty impressive yeah i know i love cool i love that it impresses you yeah (laughs) It it was you set your mind to it and you stuck to it and i think you're much healthier well for sure feel a lot better and it's also helped me i mean Sure, I'd like to go out and have a few beers, but, you know, as you get to the extended age of your late 40s, <laughs> like <laughs> we are, it's those hangovers, they don't uh, go away after a day. Sometimes it's 2 or 3, and it's 6.30 a.m. when someone's in your face saying, what's for breakfast? Can we go downstairs and watch TV? It's the, <laughs> yeah. You don't think about that at 10.30 or 10.45 when you're trying to have your last drink before you come home, and it's it's pathetic that we say 10 30 or 10 45 because there were times when it was 2 45 in the morning you're like ah we can stay out for a little while longer but life changes quickly i know and i would say that you were always the one always even when we didn't have kids to say okay it's time to go home oh yeah <laughs> you know yeah well and i should say too that um we, Ted and I have known each other since seventh grade, my seventh grade, your eighth yeah, grade year. Yeah, so 1986, 87. 87? Yeah. Yeah, 86, 87. Mm-hmm. And um, our background, like we've been in the same friend group since then. Um, and we dated in high school for a little while. Teddy really loved me in high school, like. Oh, so much. <laughs> it was very brief. It was, yeah. well, high school's yeah. short, anyway. And Catherine was very disinterested, so. Was... I was immature, <laughs> Teddy. Like I said, it wasn't ready for this love. Mm. All that it entailed. <laughs> I wasn't ready to, to settle down and right. have kids yet. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I would say we always had... Everything for in our friend group, everything revolved around alcohol. And oh, I, it did. Our all of our social gatherings revolved around partying and and going as deep and as long as you could. And yeah, that's what we knew. That's what we knew, and it was it was that way since high school. Yeah, I know there were zero <laughs> repercussions, and I guess no. like I didn't realize later on in life that. It was a problem. I guess I was treating it like it was just what I knew. Well, you know, in our early years and, and single years out of college and, and living actually up here in Boston, it was a, a way to blow off steam on a Friday or Saturday night. Right. You know, we'd go out and, and go to dinner or sporting events or meet your friends. and you It know, all revolved around alcohol. It, absolutely. It did. It did. But it, much like everything, you get to another point in plateau in your life and you realize boy i don't want to feel terrible all day saturday or all day sunday especially if i'm standing at a soccer field or coaching hockey practice or right but see hockey or right but see you knew the shot off valve i've always been more mature honey oh really mature (laughs) it's such a guiding force in our lives yeah stability and calmness (laughs) yeah calmness (laughs) totally you're like you're like a Zen Buddha. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. 
Yep. No, but I, I do believe that your sobriety definitely helped me step away from it uh, easily. Um, and I think about it and... That's interesting. Yeah, and, and subconsciously, I, I I don't know if I really thought about it, but I... Like, you're a family guy, you do your thing with your friends, but it's not heavily revolving around alcohol anymore. No, but I, I think... So that was helpful for me to know, definitely. like, I wasn't going to have a partner who was, like, still hitting it hard. Right. While I'm trying no, to keep it we, into control. Right. And, you know, there are people who have those relationships where it just works for them. But that's, and we've seen it in every circle of our lives, friends from high school and afterwards and, and mm -hmm. even to this day that that's how they operate. But, you know, every, everybody works differently. Yet I also think we've both experienced so much in life and been there and done that. And, yep, don't need to go back there. Mm-mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. We're in a good spot. Hmm. I definitely think, uh, I definitely, and it also makes a difference when, you know, you have an 11 and seven year old who notice these things and say, that's, that's a good that's point. A huge point. And I remember, you know, that having, having some of our friends with older kids start to say, Oh, why is, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so all red-faced and talking so loud right now. <laughs> <laughs> red-faced and yeah, talking. It doesn't, I know it doesn't that. go unnoticed. And that's, I know. you're setting examples. And The point I try and make too now though is I, when you can't not drink, I feel like there's other issues that you're not dealing with. Absolutely. And I try and bring that point home to our 11-year-old yeah. because... Not that she's on the precipice, but she, well, yeah, she's on the pre precipice of like teenage dumb being a teenager soon enough where this could creep into her life. And I just want her to know like the abuse of it comes from not dealing with issues in your life. Right, right. And you think about it, we're pretty close on that. I mean, and especially in this day and age when everything is, is so hyper forward and focused on trying to act older and be older that I think about that. Although I think we're in a good spot with, with how we've raised both of them so far and, and that they'll, they'll figure it out. It won't be a, well, we'll be here for them. We'll be here for them. Oh God. Yep. Hard to believe. And can you imagine like having to deal with that with them? It would be awful. Oh, awful. Although in this day and age when everything is digital and photographed and videoed, I, I think it dissuades children which is a good thing. Well, I think they're taught early because yeah, of it all. It's all out there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> if that existed in our time, it may, may have been a different story for this guy. <laughs> I know. So in my class that I was teaching today, um, they said something. This is reminding me of um, something that was said. Oh, what was it? I don't know. Some kid cracked a joke. I was like, oh, I said that wasn't, <laughs> I don't know what he said. I can't even remember. But I was like, oh, my husband would have loved that joke. I'm like, he's a juvenile. They're like, he's juvenile? How old's your husband? Trapped I'm like, in a 47 year old body. It's <laughs> like, that's exactly right. Yeah. And then he's a juvenile trapped in a 47 year old body. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Some things never change. 
Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, I know. You keep it fun like that, mm. I guess, to a degree. My mm. three children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. uh, well, I love you. Love you, too. Thanks for talking. Oh, anytime. Anytime? So you'll do it again? Yeah. <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to berate you'll have to badger me for a couple weeks to get me here, but Yeah. Yep. But I'm glad we got here. <laughs> I'm glad you've gotten where you are. It's it's a wonderful thing to see. Thanks, Teddy. You're welcome. I love you. Love you too. Well, for me that was really special because like he said, I have been asking him to do it for a little while and we just couldn't get our act together. And I know when not to push and when he's not ready. And that's the level of patience I'm learning in my marriage and trying to apply it in other areas of my life for sure. When we want everything done, when we want it done. But it meant a lot to me to share this with you and it meant a lot personally to hear him say these things. So I encourage anyone to have an open and honest conversation with your partner, with a dear friend, to discover how you feel about each other. And sometimes you need a little boost for the old ego to hear how somebody's proud of what you're doing. And I encourage that for sure. So it was short and sweet today, but he's a man of few words. And that's okay with me. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.